going on, man? <laughs> What's good? So those of you that are confused as to why we're starting to show off with this song, which is probably all of you, I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. They mm-hmm. got the dub against Clemson. So oh, really? Had, that's that's big. Had to turn up one time. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah, nah. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. They haven't beat a number one team at home in 27 years. So my whole life, they ain't never done that. And it was beautiful. I waited my whole life for this. I did. <laughs> Oh, I mean, all it took was a uh, all it took was a global pandemic, and all sports have turned upside down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's my, uh, what that's time was my the game? Stank of the week. Notre Dame got the dub, decorating the house for Christmas already. We're just we're just moving and grooving. Just moving and grooving. Hmm. Yeah, my uh, neighbors already got like Christmas trees, Christmas lights. Yeah, we got our tree uh, and a bunch of other tech. We're, we're moving fast. I'm going to put it up after the show, probably. Mm. You know, I was thinking about it this week when I seen them with the tree up and shit. And I was just like, uh, people love to talk shit about like people going from Halloween to Thanksgiving. But I'm like, fuck Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, it's like kind of, it's just kind of, it's just there. Cause like, it don't really mean shit positive. No. I mean, if it was like native American pre- appreciation month or like, let's figure out how to get these niggas their land back month. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's something, some I, can, that's something still, I can get behind. <laughs> yeah. Some niggas are still teaching pilgrim rhetoric and uh, yeah. Yeah. Everything surrounding it is so trash. Speaking of Notre Dame, uh, when Ashley worked there, they had like this uh, Native American celebration, mm-hmm. and um, they made real Native American food. Oh wow! Excuse me, and it's kind of like what you would eat for Thanksgiving, which is not ironic, I guess it makes sense, but it tastes how like you can see the der- like the derivative of it. Yeah. Um. It's just really good, like stuffing. Like stuffing is a Native American dish, but it's like something different, and it has a very distinct taste. Um, and it's like, oh, I've never like tasted this, but I get how we got stuffing, and like I can see how like these things kind of came into this. That's funny. Yeah. So. But you don't really hear um, about places doing any authentic something like that. Well, you know Notre. <laughs> you about to say what? You know Notre Dame is is kind of fucked up. So yeah, it it's the least it, they, especially it's the least they can do. Well, no, specifically with Native American people. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't realize it. I think until like after I left, I was like, oh, like there's like hella Native Americans in like Indiana, like Potawatomi, like all of that shit. Like it never really clicked. Like they kind of told us. But, like, when you realize, like, American history, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. And so, I think if you're Native American, like, or Potawatomi, like, you go to Notre Dame for free. That's reparations. Yeah. So, um, so that's probably why. And it was, like, this whole thing with, like, the chef, like, going to the reservation and, like, honing in the skills and, like, is it right yet? Mm. Is it right yet? And they're just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. It's like, finally. You succeed, like wow. 
It was like one of those type of things. So, you know, he didn't have to do that, but he just wanted to do them justice. So, hmm. um, but yeah. That is interesting. It's always good to hear a silver lining thing, especially when, <laughs> you know, being a sports fan of this team purely because that's where I'm born and raised. It's weird when you start to learn about the world and learn about like, mm-hmm. I mean, even just learn about Notre Dame as a school and how the city is treated. It's like, damn, this fanhood is becoming a lot more bittersweet when I'm self-aware. Mm-hmm. And challenging. And then not for nothing, I've bumped into Notre Dame students and like when I've, you know, I don't, I don't go to South Bend a whole lot, but then like, especially during college, like I go back home when I was able to drink and whatever and I go out and I'm realizing, oh wait, I'm a townie right now, and these yeah. these rich kids from across the country think I'm weird. Oh wow, that's gosh! Weird. And then they also just weren't like as social as other like college students I've been around and stuff. Like there's there's definitely like a nose in the air thing about Notre Dame students. So I was like, dang, I'm from here. I like this team a lot, but they're here at this school already with money, getting more money. And they get to share my same fanhood. I don't know. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I've never really got the townie thing. I mean, I just kind of felt it for like a hot second. Like no one made me. No, I'm saying like I've never understood it from like the college perspective because I know people did that at Purdue too. That's I, I didn't under I didn't know of the townie whatever syndrome. I don't know what to call it, but the townie st- stigma. Yeah, I didn't know about that being a thing until I got to school as well. Like, people would talk about Lafayette locals as if they did something or, like, were weird. I'm like, I mean. I mean, they were kind of racist when you got in the city. But outside of that, I mean. No, but, I mean, I'm just saying, like, being out and, like, a Purdue student is black is seen differently, obviously, than, like, a Lafayette kid. And then you got, like, the Lafayette kids who, you know, (laughs) we kind of, like, know a way about them. But I do know some Lafayette locals that, like, weren't trash country kids or whatever mm-hmm. so it's like, yeah, uh, no, yeah. Me too. but the, yeah the whole idea that like being native to the city where a college is you just off the rip are lesser than the kid that's a student but it's like what's so good about wherever you're from <laughs> like, get, yeah get out of here but yeah I, I, that concept was never really a thing but yeah when i went home i was like oh wait so somebody knows oh yeah i'm from here they're they're already gonna look at me away. <laughs> it's like, yeah, your city wasn't all that. Come on now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man. So how's your week? Uh, pretty busy, but not too bad. Just getting stuff prepared for the next year. I turned twenty six, so I'm gonna be off my dad's insurance. So that's mm-hmm. a, a hurdle in a, in and of itself. Trying to figure that out and just. Leverage my resources and figure out what all I can get done and how and trying to start 2021 on a good note. So, yeah, just a lot of administrative stuff. Um, I did listen to a lot of good music, played a lot of Apex this week and uh, definitely took in a lot of shows and content in that way. So ready to talk about all that. How's your how's your week? Been? Okay. My week's been pretty good. Uh, it's pretty chill for a change, which is great. Um, I'm sleeping, um, getting compensated, so I'm, like, happy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I have, I got a new niece this week. Wow, congrats. Yeah, it's, like, 
12 now, 10. Mm-hmm. Between uh, two brothers? Three. Three, yeah. Yeah. I'm the only one without a kid, so. Um, but, yeah, so it, it, it was cool. Um, but, yeah, it's 10 nieces and nephews, so it's, like, exciting, but it's, like, we didn't been here before. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of names and a lot of yeah. Christmas presents. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, outside of that, man, it's been, it's been pretty chill. Um, consumed some content, um, but I just decided to relax. So once once my work schedule cleared out, I was like, I ain't pressing nothing. Uh-huh. I ain't. So yeah. Um, did you want to start with music today or other? I know we talked about it, but I've been kind of. Yeah, music would be good. Uh, definitely, I feel like my relaxation came this week with music, especially. Because when you sent me that video uh, of what Joseph, what was his last name? I forgot. Um, Solomon. Joseph Solomon. Yeah. Yeah. I I love covers and his voice was so like just pure and powerful. And then it just took me on a rabbit hole of a bunch of like just lo-fi uh, songs and uh, a lot of R&B and other covers. So, yeah, I was definitely relaxing with that and even when i was out and about i hung out with friends once and we listened to a bunch of stuff so yeah i don't know i feel like listening to classics was good for me this week uh i don't know if you wanted to start with whatever you listen to but um the only thing that's really fresh in my mind off top i listened to that busta rhymes album nice how was that um it was uh okay mm it kind of was disappointing. Uh, it was like a apocalyptic, end of the world, Illuminati, okay, stay woke type of vibe, which was fine. It was a little loony, which was also fine. And I guess it was a sequel to an album that came out, so I'm going to go back and listen to that. But I think it needed to be like dusted over by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like a Flying Lotus or like a... Somebody who, or maybe even Alchemist probably could have did it, but like somebody who is just a little different or grittier. Or, sure. I don't know. And I think that's a really weird thing to say because everybody is like established in what they do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do I need this nigga to proofread my shit? But yeah. it, it just was, it needed like a little direction. But it was cool. But uh, I don't think I'll be going back. There's a couple of good songs where he rapped well, but. um. I think the bag that he was going for, I think Flying Lotus would have definitely given him that extra cohesive. It wasn't as cohesive as I would have liked, I think. Mm, okay. Um, thematically, from song to song, and just like the characters and skits, like it wasn't all cohesive. Mm, okay. I definitely heard two different projects. Okay. And one. I know people talked a lot about a uh, Kendrick was on there. Did he have a good mm-hmm. verse, whatever song that was? Uh, I don't remember. And then it got to the point where I started skipping around because I just, it was an hour, which is fine, but an hour of like, not like cohesive music. Yeah. And he's doing a lot of fast rapping and the beats aren't always the best. It just was a lot. Yeah, I could see that. Because I felt like there was a story, but it just felt so disjointed, I guess. Mm. 
Because, yeah, he was talking about, like, the end of the world and, like, it kind of sounded like a YouTube conspiracy theory about the Illuminati, mm. which is fine. Because I think every, there's, like, some merit to some of that stuff, but it's still just, like, yeah. I got you. Yeah. And it's maybe not the best time to try to get that idea off right now. I feel like a lot of us are collectively maybe exhausted. Well, see, that was the thing. I think it was a great time for it. You think um, so? Yeah. I was down. Like, I think that's why I listened. Mm. But it just it wasn't feeding me and i think that might have been a thing i don't know if it was as intellectually stimulating as i thought okay because it was like hey you're like pointing to stuff but this isn't intellectual at least it didn't feel like it but he was rapping fast it just it was a lot so pretty much how i felt about the um that podcast i sent you yesterday where this lady was talking about infiltrating uh white supremacist spaces on the internet and all this kind of stuff and how I was, you know, I sent it to you when I was not even halfway through thinking, ooh, this is about to be juicy. But she really just was like, you know, oh, it was hard to fake being this racist for all this time. And it was stressing me out and depressing. And I'm like, man, why everybody want to, I don't know. I just, I assumed it was going to have more interesting or salient moments than it actually did. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, yeah, I understand that feeling. I guess what were you looking for or anticipating some people getting exposed or getting arrested or something, but <laughs> obviously she wrote a whole book about the scenario, but I was like, I was hoping to come in here and like, cause the one quote that I took away was she was saying something about like part of the like 13 rules or whatever of, I think it was like a white nationalist, like rule book kind of thing or whatever. Right. And mm-hmm. like, one part was saying that the better you are at calmly getting our shit off, and especially if you can make it sound like a joke, the easier it is for us to like spread our hateful like yeah. dichotomy yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I was like, damn. No, that I um that made me flash back to my Facebook feed real quick. Yeah, it made me realize like, like super quick. Oh. I'm like, and it was so crazy because it was like. I remember, like, so many people, like, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. And I was just like, wow. But you're laughing about niggas. All right. Getting run over and shot. But okay. Bro, like, with the whole race war thing, like, people joking about being excited for it and da-da-da. And it's like, mm, if that if that's feeding into them sprinkling, you know, some type of thought out there or even just, like, a lot of misogynist jokes that get snuck into videos and twitter it's like all right how how deep is this supposed to be just oh i'm making a self-aware joke like trying to seem that way so i, I don't know i thought that really yeah. was interesting but beyond that i was like i don't know i wanted more <clears throat> yeah i got five of these grandmaster dudes arrested or something but it was just like i was depressed because they were debating if they would rape the real me but i was pretending to be this this white male myself so i couldn't even defend myself and da, da, da. i'm like why do they even know who you really i, I don't know i was just like i mean yeah i don't know i thought i don't know who she is but you know but i, I do feel like that as a woman i do feel like that could be a little jarring it can be i just because she didn't have it to seems like she's <laughs> no she didn't um but i guess i mean and from a journalist's perspective 
I feel like it turned into something. I feel like it was supposed to be like a piece, and it just turned spiraled. into a yeah. Um, because I've done that sometimes, and it was just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make this little thing, and then it's like, oh wow, and you just keep pulling a thread, and now it's like, well shit, this is what I do, and I spent this much time, so I got to make a book out of it, and it just seemed like a thing, but. I feel like it's like you get into this thing and you get into this world and then it's just like, oh, shit, like they know me Mm -hmm. because it didn't seem like she even felt like she was like that big of a deal. I don't know if she is or not, but not that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So but she said she was going to shit and like getting turned away from events. But it's just like. Why are you going there? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I was like, I can't feel I don't know. It, yeah, it just goes beyond journalism when you're diving that deep into it and trying to be a hero, but it's like, who are you saving? It's just, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But that is neither here nor there. I actually was impressed with a rapper this week. Mm. I'm going to flip the flip the subject to my man Wale. Okay. He dropped a really dope song, uh, Lions, Bengals, and Bears. And it had a uh, like Monday Night Football graphic, so it was much more clear for anybody that was maybe out there confused <laughs> mm-hmm. about why he said Lions Bengals, not Lions Tigers. But mm-hmm. I'm sure that's a very small <laughs> group of people that, yeah. that didn't catch it. But no, it's a really dope song. Uh, I mean, Wale on a song about sports is a layup. Like he always kills it whenever he's get, dropping a sports song and he drops a lot of sports facts too whenever he does it and I thought this was really timely because this one was just about the NFL Hmm. and he I want to know if he broke a record for number of artists he referenced also because he's (laughs) he referenced (laughs) so many football players from past and present I was like damn has anybody even done a song where they mentioned this many athletes but anyway he was pretty much. You want me to get a people a little snippet, or uh, or is it not that type of song? Yeah, he makes so many sports reference or NFL references. Or like you'll catch them if you know the league a little bit. But like, I mean, you also just hear a bunch of names. But yeah, you can, you can play some of it, and then I'll talk more mm-hmm. about what was really impressive. Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase Rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry. I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money. I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. It's rap shit, I lick the niggas. I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them eagles. We go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Niggas say what's up with me. Then they say what's up to me. They say I be lonely, but this weapon keep me company. Niggas think it's up with me. Y'all don't want no problem, bruh. Niggas say it's up with me. Well, buddy, this insomnia. Yeah. And I'm not passive, but you know I'm not gonna stop. You gotta scramble, right? You ain't got the block. Uh, I could probably get you done without a half a thought. But you probably hurt yourself. You niggas guts for rot. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I could I can I feel like I'm missing stuff. So he he actually tweeted a video yesterday. Okay. That 
went alongside like explaining the moments that are referred to like directly or loosely and it was really dope but like for me like i know what he meant when he said like you niggas hurting yourself like like gus ferrat like gus ferrat he was this nfl quarterback in like the 70s and he scored a touchdown and i think it was a like game winner if i'm not mistaken mm. but he was celebrating and he banged his head into like the um like he headbutted like the where the fans are sitting like the the soft pad thing mm-hmm. And he fucked his neck up or something. <laughs> like, like he, <laughs> On a soft pad? Yeah, like he actually got, oh, he actually geez. hurt himself. Uh, so yeah, there's like a loose, there's like, well, I mean, that's a really tight reference. Like if you know about Gus Rod, mm-hmm. you know. But then there was like loose stuff where he would say like, like him referring to uh, like, you got to block, for, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a passive person, but you gotta scramble or some some about yeah, some loosely about like, block. like I'm not passing. Yeah, like, y'all got me kind of thing. And like in the yeah. video he made, it was like Cam Newton and like two other black quarterbacks like running like damn near for their lives. Like I don't know. Mm. So just kind of like there's like loose references like that, but there's like the tight ones. But he just made a bunch of them, and they were all really solid. So another reference I really liked from the song where he was talking about uh, Dwayne. Dwayne is a youngin. I hope he leaves with his health. Uh, mental and physical. Mm-hmm. So Dwayne Haskins is the current Redskins. Uh, oops, sorry, that team doesn't exist. The Washington Football Team's quarterback, and he's it's his second year out of uh, Ohio State, and mm-hmm. he was really good. And then it's imperative Wale talks about that because the previous black quarterback was RG three, and he was a Heisman winner and. Uh, his head coach didn't like him in the NFL and put him in situations that worsened his body and he got all them injuries and like Robert Griffin's career is not the same. Like he's, I mean, his, his leg was so bad. Like they had him playing while he was injured and uh, it's just abusive, you know? So he's saying that I hope Dwayne Haskins don't become another RG three. Like mm. I hope when he's done with football, he's dope and he stays healthy because he don't deserve that. And then even later in the song, um, he made a really good reference about the Chargers quarterback. And oh, I, I also I, I feel like it's important I kind of like do this because like the NFL has had such a wild couple years with everything going yeah. on. I feel like this song was like super important. Like the references go even outside yeah. of football, so I feel like it's important to like talk about them. But um, yeah, so the Chargers, he made a reference to them. Tyrod Taylor, he's been kind of a in-between quarterback. Like he's had injuries or like been the quarterback that's been used while a team's like trying to find somebody else kind of situations. And hmm. uh so for the Chargers, he's actually been playing pretty well. And he ended up having a minor injury that wasn't going to keep him out too long. But yeah. the Chargers drafted a quarterback, Justin Herbert, from uh Oregon. So it's one of those things where they weren't too pressed because, oh, we wanted Justin to play anyway. We were just waiting for Tyrod to fuck up kind of a situation, which happens mm-hmm. a lot in the league. It's like we're going to let the veteran play, but if he starts playing trash, the rookie's going to get in because that's who we want here anyway kind of a thing. Uh, so yeah. Tyrod got caught in that, but he just, you know, he got injured, which was not, it wasn't a bad injury, but the team doctor punctured his lung and like fluid got in it and Tyrod's like, I mean, he's done. Like, he got his lung punctured. Like, uh, so while a reference has situation, like, 
he was wait how did how did how did that happen the details have not been <laughs> disclosed but the thing is like you know black people have dealt with enough like being abused by doctors and not even having access to them as it is and then you know you com- you know compare that to an NFL quarterback who's being mistreated by doc- team doctors and he may or may not even be liable to like have to pay Tyrod for it because maybe in their contracts it says if the yeah, organizational yeah so it's staff. like there's so many levels to how fucked up it is and so Wale was saying that there's no loyalty in the league uh, but the team already had their ducks in a row because yeah. Justin went to Oregon and the Oregon mascot is a duck so they already had their mm. they wanted him to play anyway kind of thing and so I think cool. that's just I mean he just is increasing yeah no i would i wouldn't i wouldn't have caught any of this but this is a good breakdown yeah it's i don't know my intersection of (laughs) football knowledge and uh this song was like perfect for somebody like me that like knows football but also understands the world and has these things to pull from but then the nfl is like the most infamous league right now because the nba is doing a lot of things right as far as social justice goes but the nfl is very phony and so while Mm -hmm. they highlights nfl being phony hoping that you know, black athletes stay healthy and not get abused. Um, and I've never heard so many references, but oh yeah, okay. He said somebody lined up the Chargers doctor for Tyrod. Ta- I don't know why it says Tyrod Thomas on Rap Genius. His name is Tyrod Taylor. Somebody lined up the Chargers doctor for Tyrod Taylor. A punctured lung is a lump sum, and a lot of lawyers. We got to charge to the game. It's hard to trust the owners. They had their ducks in a row already. Ain't no one loyal. Like, mm-hmm. damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Like, that's a fucking bar, but also super horrible. Like, I was going to ask, do you feel like black quarterbacks get abused more than white quarterbacks? Or, like, yeah. are these just uh, abs- specific instances? In modern football, yeah. It's one of those things where there's a lot of quarterbacks who are so athletic that the offense like changes around them. And that's kind of where the league is going. It's like more plays where the quarterbacks running and using their body. And it's like, you look at Cam Newton, he came out of Auburn and like, he, he got beat up in the NFL, like whether it be because of bad lines or like him doing too much running and not taking care of himself or whatever. But then it's like, yeah, like the playbook gets changed to use your body as much as possible and there was a lot of that going on, but now it's kind of shifting mm-hmm. to where it's like teams are trying to be self-aware because of RG3 and Cam's body's not responding the same after years. Like, So, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I would say they get abused more in that way. And then – but also sometimes a lot of quarterbacks, they're not coached out of their running style, and that ends up mm-hmm. being a problem. It's like, Hey, I know you can get past this dude, but you need to learn to like slide on your butt so they don't hurt you. And it's mm-hmm. starting to shift. Like I see Lamar Jackson sliding. Kyler Murray, he's his second year quarterback, black kid who's flying all over the field. And then I see him sliding. He used to play baseball too, so like he slides in a certain way. He knows about it, but it's the NFL is kind of getting towards realizing that like yeah, the black QBs aren't as good as we want them to be or they can be because we're beating them up and then demonizing them for like not being a good thrower. But then yeah, after to, we to tag on to the into... abuse thing, there's still a psychology around black quarterbacks that they're just like not smart enough to get it done. 
or they only have like a ceiling, you know, that's so high. Like, um, so that psychology of even being a black quarterback, you, you're already being rooted against and not expected to do a whole lot or like be able to read a defense. And like, there's the way that the commentators might say like, so-and-so is a beast. Whereas like this white athlete doing the same thing is a genius on the feet. It just, mm. yeah, it, it's bad. Like this, like, yeah, it, it's bad, man. Like, Mm. yeah okay. so i think it's just the perfect sport to like talk about these things because they're happening and the league is like so like let I me mean, even dak prescott this year he is probably not going to be in a cowboys jersey ever again but like he's never going to get the respect that he deserves for what he's done with what little he's been given and mm-hmm. it's just the yeah it's the reality of being a black quarterback man it's you, you've got the world on your shoulders like for good for better and for worse but yeah, man, Lions, Bengals, and Bears, that really got me. And then my last connection I made was, like, the song that he sampled in, is Lions, Tigers, and Bears by Jasmine Sullivan mm-hmm. from her 2008 album, which I was listening to after this because I forgot how amazing her voice is and how yeah. great that album was. But in her Lions, Tigers, and Bears, she's basically saying, like, she's afraid of loving her man or whoever but she's not afraid of like performing sold out shows and doing all kind of amazing shit like mm. i might i might be scared of lions i'm not afraid of lions tigers and bears but i'm afraid to love you so i feel like that sample also worked with the song because it's like man like i love football and the people that play football love football but it's like it's scary to love this game like from any perspective like as a fan as a player like it's just it's bittersweet to even care about this sport kind of thing hmm. And I was like, damn. So from the sample to like his lyrics to title, everything, like it just blended in a, I feel like it's arguably one of the most 2020 songs from a social justice perspective that you could have possibly made. Okay. Yeah. I might watch the video so I can uh, get the real time. He he tweeted it and like, it's just, it's videos of players alongside the shit that's going on. So, or that he's rapping about. So yeah, it's really, it's really dope. Anything else uh, worth mentioning for this week? Let's see. I actually listened to. Oh, yeah. So when you sent me the. Oh, yeah. So you guys check it out. It's a Joseph Solomon video on YouTube. Uh, he covers uh, Drake's Laugh Now, Cry Later and mixes it with uh, Chance's. You actually uh, got it pulled up right same here. Same drugs. And it's a very beautiful rendition. Yeah, you can go ahead and give him the flavor. Um, there's an ad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Baby, I took a half, she took the whole thing. So down. Baby, we took a trip, now we on your block, and it's like a ghost town. Baby. Where do you really be at when you say you're doing all this and all that? Where did you go? Why won't you stay? You must have lost your marbles. You always were so forgetful in a hurry. 
I love this. This is my type of song. I was too late, I was too late. A shadow of what I once was. Joseph Solomon sings and looks as cool as I am in my head. Like, I feel like I look like that and sound like that in my head. <laughs> yeah. That is a cool ass guy. It was just a perfect mix where he kind of dropped one song. It sounds like the same song. Yeah. If you don't know. Um, Mixing two songs is such a good way to do like acoustic. Th- I, I love when people can find things like that. But no, you sending me that song put me down a rabbit hole of like live covers and acoustic this and that and whatever. And uh, so yeah. the next song I wrote down is not new. Uh, it's American Privilege by Alan Stone mm-hmm. from one of his older albums. But the live version, I actually was what I heard first on YouTube. They, I think they did. I think it was a Tiny Desk. They did American Privilege and. I don't know, it's just a fitting song, really smooth. I, I do think the Tiny Desk rendition was better than the album one, but... Yeah, he... So it might be an older song, because he came out with like some album songs, and I hated him. Like, his first album, I hated I'm like, no, you've been doing all these live performances, and you were belting, and then you got in the studio and got quiet. Like, nah. Yeah, that what... <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that's why yeah American Privilege sounds way better on the YouTube version mm-hmm. but it's super good you're not gonna ever have me upset when you start off a song but maybe I like he's basically he's basically talking about white privilege really in the in the most of the song it's titled American but this is white privilege he's like man maybe I shouldn't have been born white like this is some niggas out here really struggling I feel bad like this shit is whack but it wasn't even that like boot like I, it wasn't even like that woe is me. It was more like acknowledging like damn yeah shit's fucked shit's up fucked up because that woe is me attitude. I mean we could talk about that all day, but because that that shit's yeah. been a uh, another theme of twenty twenty. <laughs> like his yeah. his song was not very uh, black square on Instagram. It was <laughs> it was like self aware without being just over the top. But it, it was a really good song either way. But let me see. Cash that paycheck, spend it all. Oh, it doesn't seem right that I, I was born white and my parents don't fight. They just told me they love me each night. Cause I, I don't do sleep fold. Kids sewing my sheets fold. He really don't miss, man. No. Um, it sounded like you were segueing away. From there, I listened to the Tank EP. Mm-hmm. It's four songs. He actually dropped this year. Uh, I really... I have this weird feeling. I was like, is there a reason... Tank don't get talked about these days. Is it just he? <laughs> I felt bad. I was like, did I miss? Did he do something bad, or is he like seen as corny or something? Because I feel like, I feel like Tank gets talked about positively. I think so by women. Okay, good. I mean, for his recent work. Uh, just, period, just period. Maybe I just I don't know. But I was happy that this EP just let me just kind of ease back into him because I you know I don't really be thinking about him like that, but. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, this dude's got it. Like, 
I've got a few songs saved from other albums, but I don't know. I just don't hear about him a lot. But either way, uh, he dropped the EP called Worth the Wait. And mm-hmm. I wrote down that the last song, Value, is the non-toxic King anthem. <laughs> and he, he pretty much was like, he pretty much was saying, it was like, he was just saying, I know my worth. Like, I know my value, which is kind of a thing men say in songs in a negative way a lot. Like, it always has to be like, I'm better than him or like... So someone usually gets pulled down, right? When you're trying to mm-hmm. make a point about how your value is aligned, value, like yeah, I know my worth is like a you know more more of a, a woman's quote that we see kind of thing, but in in a way that's not demeaning anybody, right? But men, when it comes to like I know my worth, I'm it's usually brought up in a way of like I got to bring somebody down in the process. But this was like, nah, I'm a good man. Like I'm respectful. Like I know my worth. Like <laughs> he, it didn't have to like, I don't know. He just found a good way to say it. And obviously he sang it well. So that's why I was kind of, huh. It caught my attention because he didn't bring anybody down while boosting himself. And it wasn't a way of like, it wasn't some like false idea in his head of like, nah, I'm, I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I appreciated that. So it's a cool little four song joint there. And the last song I wrote down is also another older act that dropped something that surprised me. I wrote down uh, Low by Lenny Kravitz. Mm -hmm. Pretty high energy song, but still smooth. It was nice to hear something that's dropped super recently from an artist that I respect and still don't feel like I know enough about. So Yeah, same. Yeah, so this song was really good. I don't know if you want to play a little bit but yeah that's the last one I have This reminds me of uh, some music I would have liked when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I yeah. feel like he has this like a sound that I liked back in the day, but he still was able mm-hmm. to produce like a layup of a, a like this is super chill. I could see it in like a uh, chase scene if someone's making a project. I don't know. I know we got some other creatives that are in our listening audience so i was like yeah somebody gonna appreciate this even just outside of like just having something to sit back to somebody might put this in a chase scene video or something like or an outro of some sort so i was like yeah this is this is a good one somebody wants an older artist that 
Drop something smooth. Yeah. It also sounds like something I could force myself to like if I was like... It sounds like something I I I would end up liking because I liked somebody. Like I had a crush, and it was like, "Oh, I love Lenny Kravitz's new album." And then I'm like listening to the album. I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> I like this song." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Weirdly enough, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's weird like that. Like sometimes you like shit that you don't really like, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is." If, yeah, if something was going to draw me in on something I wouldn't have listened to otherwise, this is the one. <laughs> That's great. Um, so it's time to make that move to anime. Let's do it. Yeah. That breakdown gets me every fucking time. <laughs> this song goes really good in tandem with the video. Now that I think about it, I think that strengthens yeah. the song even more too. Like Fire Force's intro is my favorite still right now. My favorite modern intro, at least. And that first video went really well with it. Like it amplified how good the song already was. Yeah, yeah, man. I just, I don't know. I didn't realize I liked intros until. I was dancing, you know, with it because I've seen it so many times. I was like, oh, yeah, this is my shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is probably a stupid question, but do animators make anime music videos for songs that we already like that aren't for shows? Does that make sense? Wait, say that again. Like, is there, if, if I Google good life anime music video, would it come up? I don't think it's going to be an animator, but I'm sure somebody did. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I've seen the ones where it's like. The, the frog and shit like that. Yeah, but I'm like, do they? I don't know. I feel like that would be a cool YouTube rabbit hole to go down. But anyway, while we're on the anime topic, uh, I was really looking forward to this conversation, actually. Uh, Stars. Yes. Man, that's a good ass show. Yeah, I'm glad you like it, man. Yeah, yeah they I, got me, motherfuckers. I like that <laughs> shit. I was like, wait, this is a what? Oh, romance, you bitches. <laughs> but I was I was sucked in by then. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed Beastars a lot. Uh, you brought it to my attention, so if you want to go ahead and lead the topic there. Uh, so basically, I don't... Yeah, I, I'll talk about it. So basically, uh, it's Zootopia all grown up. So it's these niggas. Uh, the main character is a wolf. And uh, in the first episode... A nigga gets killed or ate on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everybody lives in like these dorm- like a dormitory school, and I think an alpaca gets eaten, and they're like, "Oh shit!" It had to be the carnivores. Carnivores, yeah. So everybody's kind of on edge, and this wolf is kind of like lusting for meat, and then he's just kind of like living through that, and it's surrounded in this world of theater. So he's like a stagehand, so he manages like the lights and shit like that. And um, that's basically like the world you get thrown into in episode one. It's like everybody's practicing for like this theater shit. And then there's like this tension between like carnivores and herbivores. And the main character is like dealing with wanting to get some meat. And 
he kind of falls in love with a motherfucker he wants to eat and shit gets wild from there. <laughs> you and these puns, it gets wild. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> with animals. <laughs> Only you would recognize this shit. You do this every time. <laughs> oh, man. You just when you're a wordsmith, you gotta you gotta notice <laughs> <laughs> notice all of it. But no, you yeah. summed it up. Uh, the wolf falls in love with a rabbit, but also mm-hmm. can't decide if he's hungry for her or if he's hungry for her love. And wow, like, horny for her, man. That yeah. rabbit had body. <laughs> I was like, yo, <laughs> that's why they rated the episode for nudity. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, yo, we was going back and forth about Monster Monsume, and these motherfuckers is half human. I'm fucking this rabbit full rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're sick. <laughs> Man, I watched yeah. the dub. I just didn't like her voice. Like, I, I wasn't buying it. You know, I... um. Looked for the trailer, and uh, anybody who's interested, uh, the season two is coming out pretty soon in early 2020, like January, if I'm not mistaken. And the trailer was subbed, and it actually made me want to watch it subbed. Okay, I might watch an episode. And that's the first time that's happened to me, where Mm -hmm. I was like, huh, this seems better. I might watch an episode or two subbed. No, the the dub was good. Um, It was literally just her character. I was like, I don't know if this is the best one for what they're trying to do, but it's not bad because she's this chill, quiet girl, but then she's also this just my legs are open for anybody because my life has been so on edge and I never know when I could die by one of you carnivores and my family life. So it's like I'm a... Oh, I feel also people respect me in the bedroom more than in person because I'm a small rabbit. They all they see is somebody that's helpless and having sex with anybody I want to gives me some sense of power and belonging. I was like, what the? F-? I was like, they wrap this whole sad sob story in this one girl? Like, whoa. And then they're all theater majors, for lack of a better term, because it's the high school, not college, but. Uh, yeah, I kind of hated that. I mean, a lot of people were 18, but I thought it was college. I thought it was too. I literally was watching it, and then I think I texted you and I realized, oh, this is actually high school kids. But I was on episode eight or something. When yeah, it, no, when it took someone a while actually to said out. the words high school, I was like, oh. <laughs> it yeah. did seem very dorms. Co- I mean, it still might be a boarding high school, but mm-hmm. yeah, I just thought it was a college myself. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the the animations. Like you said last week that they were good, but now that I've watched all of it, I think I realize now that not only is the animation good, just like making you feel like you're watching a film, but I think the lighting, the colors, and the expressions were really, really done well. I think the expressions were what really caught me the most. I was like, you know what? This is pretty heated like conversation and very sad conversation and expressive because they're theater kids. You can't have them looking robotic and like weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like they looked great, like for being, you know, animal faces, but their bodies and like, they're just like, I don't know. It seems like they could have done a motion capture for them, but I doubt they did, but that's mm-hmm. how good the movements looked and believable. So 
I really like that a lot. Yeah, um, I was confused at first. I was like, is this a manga? Because mm-hmm. at first, I was like, is this even anime? Because it was so different. Like, it, it felt American at first, and I was like, huh. But the... It... It... It was so different in so many ways, and probably because I don't watch that genre. I think that was probably the like, biggest thing, is I don't really watch like a lot of romance, anime, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I think I was like, I can't put my finger on it, but this is different. So then I was like, oh, okay, this is actually an anime. Um, but then just the way, like, the way they express stuff, and like, like when he would smell like an animal, and like he would like interact with like that inner wolf shit mm-hmm. like all of that was hard to me mm-hmm. um yeah the instincts were probably the best portrayed through him just mm-hmm. because there were so many things going on in his head that he didn't understand how to process certain things but mm-hmm. oh instincts as a concept in the whole show were really really cool uh we have internal conflicts just just because of emotions and maybe some of them are emotions that are boiled down to whether it be like generational things that we do or whatever. So seeing instincts being portrayed as those is pretty interesting. And uh, I liked how they show like his, like the red stripes that would come through his body when he was Mm -hmm. having those moments. I think that was, it amplified how like heated he feels on the inside and just like how strongly that can pull on him. So I, I like that a lot too. What was your favorite thing about this show? I think that it was able to tell me adult things and tackle mental states through a lens I don't usually see mm-hmm. and without being goofy. Yeah. Like it was able to take itself seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was able to take itself seriously with concepts that I care about in world in a world that interests me. Yeah. So sometimes those things aren't balanced or they like take the ball pump and like fill it with jokes. Right. Or they take the pump and fill it with like monster Matsume could have been an interesting dating show. Right. Or it could have been an interesting like thing about diplomacy and uh, what, sexual freedom and it could have took those things and like laid off on the goofiness on one side or like laid off on the alien sex thing and you know maybe balanced it better and been like an actual reputable series but it's really just goofy and super horny right but b stars was about a girl who was getting for lack of a better term, ran through, but it yeah. kind of actually like respected her mental state and her upbringing. And then, I mean, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but like, it's a good thing that, uh, what's our, what's the, the wolf's name again? Uh, I only remember Legoshi. Louis- <sighs> Legoshi. Le- yeah. Legoshi. Thank you. Yes. Legoshi, yeah. Yeah, so Legoshi's conflicts could have been a goofy thing or it could have been like he was only sexually attracted to the rabbit. He could have not been a nervous dude. He could have just been, you know, the showboat, like- all this kind of stuff. I like that people had multiple emotions and uh, 
it just was I just feel like it was balanced. I liked it, and I don't remember who exactly was, mm-hmm. but I think it was a woman character, and she got a or they got a nosebleed, and it was like very subtle. It was like, oh, you have a nosebleed, but it wasn't like a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, do you remember that? Uh, was it the? It wasn't the cheetah, was it? It might have been. Somebody got a nosebleed. It was like super subtle. It may. It might have been Lagoshi actually when he, when the rabbit was just like trying to fuck him. It might have been, yeah, there was that and, like, two other references to, like, other stuff that were done really, really well. Yeah, it was like a, like, a ode almost, like, hey, this is some horny shit, but we're not doing the fucking, like, <laughs> very basic face, blood shooting out the nose, like, this is that, we did it, let's move on. Like, I thought that was dope, it's just, like, a memento to, like. Did you ever, did shit. you ever find if this was or what, didn't have a, a, a manga attached to it? It does. I wonder if it's worth looking at some of the scenes. Like, what if in the manga it was a full nosebleed? Oh. And Beastars had enough creative freedom to tone it down. Maybe mm. not even just that scene, but what if most of it was a little more goofy? Just a completely different tone? Yeah. I wonder how I much I can see it because there's so much that. room for it. <laughs> I mean, them going this direction was perfect. Yeah, I'm really curious to see is the manga this tone or is it different? Like does Lego she tap into like wolf powers and get two more arms and start (laughs) tearing people in half? Yeah. I guess my other thing was like, so like does manga usually go page for page or does it usually kind of stray away a little bit? Cause like the lions, like the, like Yakuza lions was hard as fuck. Mm -hmm. I like, like, I feel like it was like that Pokemon conversation where I was like, damn, I want more of this world. Like anything that they do with this shit, I'm, I'm down for Because mm-hmm. it's already sappier than I thought it would be. And I'm still into it. So if they go darker, I'm here. If they go softer, I'm here. If they do a fucking game, anything. I also liked how they specifically targeted animals. Physiology and tagged it to emotion. Like, let's say, like, with uh, not only emotion, but, like, social class, too. Yeah. And I thought about that when uh, Louis' antennas fell off. Mm-hmm. And, like, he felt the way about it because he's like, fuck, like, I'm too, like, popular at this school to be rolling around with no antlers looking like a dog. Yeah. Like, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't be out here looking crazy. But in you imagine in the real animal world, it's like, okay, like, these going to grow back, like. <laughs> whatever but it just like they tagged a simple thing that happens to deer i don't even know if it's a painful process or like difficult or how long it takes for like the antlers to grow back but he's like fuck i gotta get some fake antlers i can't be looking crazy like i'm rich and popular and i ain't going out like that like <laughs> like he can't yeah. he can't wear a hat and cover it up he's not a different animal like he can't like just like it's not like a blemish like if your antlers fall off like you look drastically different <laughs> like, like you know but like you can't conceptualize that unless you make these animals like talk and stand and have like a social structure because mm-hmm. i feel like the show that i like brand new animal i feel like that world probably isn't as if somebody antlers fell off it wouldn't be a big deal <laughs> like, yeah but the, i actually like the way started this world, that uh yeah? this week too okay mm-hmm. um they've got the same flavor of like yeah but brand new animals like the fun. We got crazy powers and shit, and people are tr- turning into animals. And B stars is grounded 
in its space of like, nah, this is society, advanced society. Yeah. I like too that like the canines or herbivore, what do you call it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, carnivores mm-hmm. are like top down. Like there's like ah, yeah, yeah, like yeah, dogs yeah. and then there's like, you know what I mean? Like, and then they even had like small ones mm-hmm. and like even mice, which I think are technically like omnivores. But like there was a thing it was like, oh, I almost got stepped on. I was like, yeah, that's why you're supposed to walk along the wall. Like, yeah, that's a problem <laughs> that would happen when you have all sizes of my, uh, animals. And they're just like, who thought of, to put that in there? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm, I, I love the little subtleties that relate the animals to each other. And, oh, I want to see more about the mayor. Uh, yeah. I like that he was dedicated to making the place livable for everybody. Like. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes a character with that good intention, there's always something dark going on. So I want to see, like, is there something dark going on? What drove him to be so, like, level-headed about the shits? Because he's a... Because yeah, he got defanged to, like... Yeah, he changed his whole mouth. <laughs> he went from fangs to uh, human square teeth. Flat teeth. To see... <laughs> Niggas can't even eat steak. <laughs> Gonna go to the black market and be disappointed. <laughs> Bro, a lion being dedicated to change their whole mouth to just not scare other animals. <laughs> he's the mayor. He's not even like the <laughs> he's not the president or nothing. Like he's just he's the mayor. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I like that um, they were able to cause that's far fetched. I can't even compare that to a lot of real life things. Yeah. I, I, I did like the black market aspect mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, you can get meat here um, that from people who died naturally or animals and eat it and we'll cook it up and shit like that. And then like there was this nigga and he was like, uh, it was essentially like a homeless animal. I forget which kind, but he was selling his fingers like you can bite and get the blood and like enjoy it. And they were like, oh, we could split a finger. You know what I mean? Like, they was going ham. Like, we could split this and it'll be lit. And <sighs> Yeah. It's stuff like that that really just got me. Yeah. Yeah. This is such an interesting world. I don't, I mean, like you are saying, even with Zootopia and Brand New Animal and there's other stuff where they do give animals a world and social structure and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like I don't think I've seen one that's this deep and serious. Yeah, no. Um, and I really like the panda. I think that was my favorite character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think because they talked about like the structure of the canines or um, not canines, carnivores, mm-hmm. but like canines. And I talked about this dogs and bears and wolves. I'm like, oh, so they're like low key the same family. Like this is dope. They like have this like kinship. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just a really strong. What do you call yourself? Bear that doesn't eat meat or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just was a really dope take on pandas because I knew pandas ate meat, but I didn't know that they could live off bamboo. Mm. And so it was just like, oh, I chose to be vegan. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Some, it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was dope. Um, and he's a badass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because, like, I have a... Because I always think about this. Like, if I seen a dog, I'm like, oh, shit. But in real life, 
I could probably fuck a dog up if I really put my attention to it. Like a, a wild dog, a wolf, like a knife or a rock. I could probably fuck a dog up. Bobcat uh, gets a little dicey. Guess, Lion, yeah. fuck no. Uh-uh. Maybe like niggas do it. It's like a, a train thing. Like niggas hunt lions. Still far and free between. A fucking bear though? No. There's like, there's no there's no technique. It's not happening. Yeah, there's it's not not <laughs> it's, with your bare hands. No. Yeah, it's not like, a it's not a realistically <laughs> trainable thing. Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. Like from, like, from yeah, Lion like Down, is like there's a, a way. <laughs> even though that's a far fetch. <laughs> yeah, the lion <laughs> is plausible. A bear is fucking not. And so it's just like the lions yeah. also do or die. If you if you trip off a rock or like you make one false move, it's ripping your arm off. Oh yeah, no lions, no joke. Like a a wolf, uh, you could probably fuck a wolf up. Wolf yeah, up. I get what, you, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, side note, I almost ran into like a wolf one time when I was jogging. Recently, years ago, it's the weirdest thing ever. I was jogging. It's like a premonition almost. Um, and I just kept seeing visions of a dog like biting at me and like me having to kill a dog. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh shit, like what the fuck, why am I seeing this? And I jog and I turn the corner. There's a fucking wolf. Oh shoot. <laughs> and I just backed away and walked, and walked around the corner and then I jogged home. Yep. Wow. Weirdest shit ever. <laughs> that's strange i've had a few of those premonition dreams yeah they they always make you shudder it's weird yeah but it wasn't a dream i was wide awake just on my jog like i usually do and then just like flashes of me fighting a fucking dog i'm like hell is going on and then there's a fucking wolf in south bend i mean south bend's pretty wooded so <laughs> but to, to see a it's wolf on a dog bro oh no nah, that's <laughs> I mean that's not a common thing in our even in our city. No, nobody yeah. talks about their run-ins with a wolf regularly. Yeah, so that's funny. Uh, another th- speaking of wolves and speaking of the show, more on the romance uh, anime side. I also like the whole. It's kind of a faux pas to not only like you were talking about last week showing your teeth is bad, but you romantically being involved with another species is just like what are you doing? Cause I remember when uh, Lego she and the girl went to go get the hotel, like the hotel had a sign that said like inter like interracial interspecies, interspecies couples yeah. are allowed at this hotel. So it's like this is considered one of those love hotels because you don't have to be like wolf to wolf in here. That's oh, that's another interesting. <laughs> Social yeah, thing. Yeah, like it's like a red light district type of thing. Yeah, but then. To the romance thing, uh, Lego, she's conflict with that. And he had like the rabbit porn under his bed. And um, that one red wolf actually likes him and he just mm-hmm. ain't going for it. And she's doing, trying to, impress. Like, I don't know. I, like you're saying, I don't watch romance stuff. I'm like, I like a girl chasing this dude who's chasing somebody else. And it's not the whole typical protagonist who's like, don't know how to talk to girls, super scared. Like the girl don't want him. He's hitting him with frying pans. Cause he's trying to flirt. Like, yeah, that gets, you know, obviously those shows aren't about romance, but they put it in, in a goofy way. I like that. This is actually just like, he likes a girl. He's conflicted. She don't really want that. 
and then they try to make it happen, but their bodies just don't even do what they're supposed to do, and all this yeah. stuff. And I was, then I wanted him to thrash so bad. Then <laughs> that's what <laughs> we were like, all expecting, and I think <laughs> your desire to see that is what makes probably this romance genre work, right? Like if you wanted them to take it somewhere and they didn't twice, but the the amplified feeling of like finally, like. I mean, that's where they succeed. And then you throw in a girl who actually likes him, who's his species and the quote unquote easy choice and quote unquote like natural. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I don't really see that in any anime. So, uh, yeah, the romance was done really well. Mm-hmm. I think it was interesting, too, how it was just like, uh, while I'm trying to fuck you, my body, my instincts are just like this nigga's about to eat you. Like, you need to, like, either be eaten or run. And it was just kind of like, I thought that was an interesting dynamic. No, that was super crazy. Because, I mean, even if it's not. It didn't. Because it's like, for one, wolves aren't really out there trying to mess with rabbits, to my knowledge. But yeah. even if it wasn't, or even if they were, I'm not, they're not going to be a National Geographic special about inter- <laughs> interspecies, like, mingling. Because that's just. It's probably against the law. Like, <laughs> like, but that's, yeah. like that's probably not ever going to be on Animal Planet, right? So, like, whether or not it's real for the writers to be like, all right, we're going to try to make this, them make love, but guess what? Their bodies ain't even really supposed to do that. Like, her arm is instinctually wanting to just give up and go <laughs> go into his mouth. Like, yeah. That's insane. Like, what a concept. Like, yeah. nah, this ain't going to work for a billion reasons. And the <laughs> the first one, <laughs> it's like her body just won't even allow she thinks she's under duress like that's crazy yeah i want to talk to um before because i feel like we're about to get off this but uh rui louie see the louis? the the what the subtitle said rui with the r but the but dub they, audio said louie yeah so i don't know if that's localization if they feel like they just wanted to name him louie for us because there's no way the subtitles translate to the letter R, but they we hear the L. I, I yeah. feel like that's a localization thing. I feel like his name is Rui. But anyway, uh, I liked the way he looked. He looked like majestic as fuck. Yes. He looked super cool and sleek and important and uh, stoic almost. Yeah. Anytime somebody's like. <laughs> he just had a different glow about him. Anytime somebody's like uh, like that in a show, I always just equate them to Daniel Smith. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dude. like, oh, Daniel Smith. <laughs> oh my god! I was thinking, I was <laughs> that's so funny. I was thinking about football because somebody uh, who went to Riley was talking about how they should have won state in 2012, and mm. I respectfully disagreed. Because mm. this is trash. But anyway, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I was just thinking about football. And then uh, <laughs> I remember when I was a freshman, I was on varsity. And I think Daniel was a senior that year before he went to mm-hmm. Notre Dame. And like, you know, he's about to go to Notre Dame. He's already just this tall, handsome dude, like huge. So I'm going into the locker room after uh, we lost like a, a sectional game. And he's coming. He's about to leave. So he just like he just looked like he's like floating, bro. Like he just has there was like no lights in that hallway, but I could see him. Like he was just like glowing. He was such a cool dude. And he was he was like, the team's in your hands now. Like he dropped like a he dropped like a serious <laughs> speech on my head, like in this dark hallway. He was just glowing and like hovering over me. And I'm just like, wow. Like 
<laughs> so I say all that to say, like, whatever they did to animate and like, like his voice and everything about the way Louis was written and drawn and all that, like, he just has a glow about him. And I feel yeah, like some prestige. scenes were lit differently because he just was literally yeah. glowing sometimes. Yeah, no, they did him well. Mm-hmm. Um, even seeing him spaz out and other shit, he still, like, because they showed the behind the scenes of him and he still just kind of shined like that. So, yeah. yeah. I just didn't want to get off the, the show before. No, that was a, that was an important subtlety. I don't really have much more to add. Um, I do like okay. B-Stars a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks for... Once for you of all people to say it's like jumping in your top ten, I was like, ooh, he really likes something about this. So I gotta figure yeah, out. Yeah, and even after the sappy shit, it's still there. I think it's part of us aging too. Could be. There's, I, I think we can appreciate this a lot more than I. I, I feel like I would have found this interesting at most a while ago, but now I'm like, no, this is um, this is great. <laughs> this mm. great content. Let's do a future diary. Okay. Uh, did you watch all of it? Or I got like one episode left. Well, I don't feel like I need to watch it. Nope, you don't. <laughs> I, I was like, Ugh, I see exactly. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had the same feeling of get the fuck out of here the last couple episodes because it just felt so off the rails after episode 18. Mm-hmm. It just started going too many directions, and I'm not gonna spoil things for anybody that wants to check this out because the base concept is interesting. It's a 26 episode show, like it's low key funny, like it, it does a lot of things right, but the story does get like convoluted towards the end, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't. It just it has I don't know it just doesn't have a satiating feeling at the end like. I don't know if it was written better on the manga or if there was something else that was like more fleshed out, but episodes 18, 18 through 26 seemed rushed all over the place and a conce- conceptual head scratcher. Like, cause I just was like, what are they trying to tell me here? <laughs> it just, and yeah, yeah, go I ahead. I feel like there's been plenty of shows with that storyline mm-hmm. that I like. Yes. And I, I think that was the thing. I was like, I've seen this before and I bought it and I don't know why I'm not buying it here. Mm. Okay. I, yeah, I wasn't, I don't even know if it was that I wasn't buying it only. I think I also was like, this isn't what I want this to be about, especially when they just toss us in the world. There's not enough reason for me to, why does this, God with the bullhead need a successor? Like, why did he choose these people exactly? Because I said last week that it, I didn't like that Yuki was chosen. One of 13 people chosen in all of Japan because he's because he's what? Like, why was he chosen at all? Like, it just he never sold me as a competitor. And then he just decided to get in his bag. Episode like 17. You started to go crazy, and it's just like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, like, you, dumb. I, and I was like, I know I was working, but what the fuck is going Yeah, on? like, his hair switched a little bit differently, and then he just started, like, getting serious and was ready to kill. And I was like, nah, you don't just, like, nah, bro. Bodies. I'm like, wh- He doesn't just randomly turn into that. Like, no, bro, you didn't miss anything. Like, they just were like, and he's a badass now. Like, it's like, like no. I was like, what? 
Because everything that happened to him kept amping up his fear and like he didn't even have the confidence to like give you know a kiss. Like it's just like or or even the girls that he liked otherwise. He didn't have the confidence to handle like middle school relationships. So then he just turns around in the span of like what I imagine to have been weeks. Because if thirteen people are looking for each other and hunting each, it, it couldn't have been too long. But so but like we and there was bombings and shit. Yeah, that that whole show had to have lasted a couple weeks at most. So it's like, where did he just flip the switch with all this death surrounding him that he was just going to be the man and just be a killer and an assassin and be determined to be God? I mean, he wanted nothing to do with this at all. Yeah. But I guess if Deuce X can see the future, he knew that Yuki had this potential. And so, but I'm, I, yeah, like you're saying, I'm not buying it. Like, it's just like, what is this? Yeah. And then for him to ultimately, like, I don't know the, the the time travel thing that was yeah I'm gonna just say it spoiler alert blah 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 just skip thirty seconds from here and the idea that he like becomes the god and he ends up just sitting in that throne forever it's just like I don't I don't see why or I don't even see a reality where he wins but I guess because of you know having played the game a few times is what led him down the path to win. And I think you know story was the only one that I cared for, but it still didn't hold the rest of the wild shit that was going on otherwise together enough for me. I was yeah. like, it's really tragic that she won the game with him, but the shit's fucked up, so she had to try to win again so that he like, like she's make trying to make the ultimate sacrifice for him, and like he don't even know her name. He's like, who the hell is this girl that's obsessed with me? Like she was so fucked up from playing that she didn't even know how to normally be his girlfriend again she just obsessively was like no you love me already and like i did like how that looped back around but outside of that i was like what the fuck is going on (laughs) yeah yeah it just like i said it i don't i don't like feeling like shit is just happening because it can because you got a pen or a key or uh, a a laptop and you can just make shit happen like Mm mm-hmm it 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 didn't feel like what is it the thing we talked about like oh yeah it was all a dream like oh yeah time yeah. travel like yeah yeah they 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 sprinkled in time travel as a means to like oh it was a dream oh it was this like the yeah and it just did not no especially when you start off the show so poorly of not really explaining yeah. anything. Because Yuki's like, oh, these I only have imaginary friends. It's these two deity. Huh? So are they real? And they are real. And there's no context as to why this god creature dropped the phones on these people's heads. And all their motivations sucked. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a better show. If you really pick 13 people who have to kill each other and the winner becomes god, I feel like there's 13 way better stories you could have had than... Like the geeky kid, his obsessive girlfriend, the really obsessive couple, the girl who was abused, and the, like it just is like, huh? There's way better people who might actually even want to like become God, or 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 prevent the others from. Like there, yeah. there, there's so or many even other just stories. Not wanting to participate. <laughs> Somebody just like cutting their neck, slicing their throat because they don't want to play, or, or you just mean like, just like. I don't know. I feel like even if there was like more characters like Yuki, who was just like, oh, I don't fuck with this. 
And but like that could have led to an uprising or some something. Like yeah, you're right. A bunch of people who don't want to participate could have led to. But everybody was like, "Ooh, I want to be God." Yeah, because I had an okay life, but I want to protect my girlfriend at all. Co- like what? Huh? Like what is this? Like yeah, it just the motivations of the thirteen was trash. Like there, yeah. there's thirteen other characters from like thirteen completely different shows. They probably would have made a better show. Trying to compete to be God, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't have any other thoughts. On, on yeah, no. I, I mean, I feel like that's yeah, that's kind of how I feel. It didn't move too high on my all time list. Like I, I check, Mm-mm. I check that every couple days if I'm bored or like a couple weeks, and you know, I just look at it. My all time list. It, it didn't jump at all, really. Okay. Um, What's your all-time list looking like? Because you said um, B-Stars is top 10. I don't know if you like actually physically keep your all-time list just, just for I entertainment purposes. I don't, but I need to. Mm-hmm. And um, Oh, I also finished Erased again. Yeah. And it ended different than I remember because I watched Erased and then I watched the live action. So I was a little confused. Um, How would you compare the two? Um, they were pretty, both pretty good. Um, but yeah, it ends differently. The, well, which one's ending makes sense? And then which one did you just particularly like? I don't know. And I was going to try to rewatch that, but I couldn't find it. And that's obviously subbed, but, um, I'll watch the movie. I'll watch the live action then, so we can talk about that a little bit more. But I don't. I want to still yeah, hear. I still want to hear your thought. You don't. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. We can table that. I can watch it. Yeah. Then. But um, what was I saying? I I feel like uh, both full medals, even mm. though I'm banned from talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> I only said that because I'm running out of things to ask you. Your thoughts? No, on from I do need to stop talking about that shit. Uh, because I spent way. Th- I trimmed last episodes, and there still was an extensive talk about that shit. <laughs> um, um, I think Attack on Titan. Uh, maybe I yeah I had to get in front of some shit, but I know Attack on Titan is up there. Both full medals. Um. I think Promise Neverland, mm-hmm. Death Note. Yeah, I guess I got to figure out what my 10 is. So the way I made my list is it just it's a list of just everything I've watched, like just entirely. Then there's like a, a bar in between it. Then I put like the movies in their own line. And then under movies, I have like my watch list of like what I haven't watched, just a couple that I need to remember. But anyway, for the all time list, it just started as a this is everything. And then I kind of worked from the bottom up. I was like, that's better than that. That's way better than those. And just started with well, the app that I use is you probably have it. It's a Samsung, the Keep Notes app. Yeah, no, I, I got that. Yeah, Keep Notes is easy. Oh, to like, that's a perfect place to put it. Yeah, because you can slide the shows up and down a lot. So it's, yeah, yeah. I just kind of check it out every once in a while. And I, I, I named those shows because those are the shows I've watched multiple times. Um, I mean, that's the best way to get full opinions, some so, thoughts, remember shit. And then also just if you are comfortable enough to turn it on and it feels good, that's. Yeah, I can't think of the but, words, but there's 
a huge component to our fanhood of these shows. Like, if it's the watchability, like it's it just feels good. But the shows I listed are easily top five. Mm -hmm. A a full ten, I think, is going to take a some examining. So I'll probably do that this week because I do need at least a top ten. Um, it's it's fun to look at. It's interesting. Then there's some that are like really hard to move because there's like a section on mine that's like. Vinland Saga, One Punch Man, Space Dandy, Cells at Work, and then Parasite. Like, it's just a weird, like, middle mm. of shows that feel good or, like, are really interesting, but, like, not better than, like, whatever is in my... I don't know. It's just it's fun, to, it's fun to work around or to see stuff just barely move at all. <laughs> like, like, my bottom is, like, is it okay to pick up girls at a dungeon? But like, I've only seen an ep- like a couple episodes, so it might move up. But then above that is like both sword arts and then fully Cooley and then devil man cry baby. Like this, I just was not feeling <laughs> those at all. I don't know where I would put that. I think it's low still, even though it was crazy as hell. It just made me feel dirty. I stopped watching anime for a while. after I've seen that show. I'm taking a break. Bro, like that sucks. Like, because I only watched one episode, I it just made me feel sick. Like, I, I went to bed. I was like, I can't. Like, I I think I was just not in a good place mentally too. So I was like, this is horrible. Like, I can't do this right now. Yeah, while we're on that stuff, because I don't know where Doro Hidoro. Yeah, I gotta make a list. That's my homework for this week. It's it's just fun to look at because yeah, my top five, and this is yeah, just shows I like. I I I think it'd be hard to make it objective. <laughs> top 10 oh like, yeah yeah yeah. that'd be yeah. really difficult. yeah i don't have per- time energy yeah that's that's ridiculous but the mental capacity to argue <laughs> no it's not worth some it. shit that i like but um yeah i got gurren lagun full metal naruto shippuden hunter hunter yu yu Hakusho, death note i really want to finish shippuden but it's just so many damn episodes and it's all so like where somebody dm me like i need the dub and I keep looking for it, but like only half ass. I don't. Cause if I, I don't know how far they are in the dub, but I want it too. So I, because I've been in moods this week to watch Shippuden, and I'm like, fuck, I'm not reading it. <laughs> no, because like you don't need to watch Naruto. You can like listen to it and glance up. And yeah, it's very. Fine. Yeah, because you can feel a fight scene coming, and you can feel a, a long monologue coming. Explanations of how a jutsu works, like you kind of feel them out. Yeah. And I started watching right before the the subs kicked in on a Hulu, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Damn! Like, I should be watching this shit. Like, these fights, like these episodes are all really good." Um, and then I was like, "All right, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch." And then it's mm-hmm. like the next episode was all subbed. I'm like, "It's about <laughs> a bitch." <laughs> oh man, yeah. But yeah, I feel like making a list like. It's also adaptive, not adaptive, but like you can suggest things easier to just seeing what you liked. And then I, it's yeah. also good to like, I can anticipate stuff moving up or down. Like Michiko and Hachin, once I finish that, I know it's going to jump super high. I just am not very far. But I like that world and those characters a lot. Like there's like not many just like stories about a black woman getting around like uh, Brazil or whatever, trying to deal with these murderers and shit like there's not many shows like that so that's gonna jump up a lot mm-hmm. b stars like it's just right now barely it's just right now above inuyasha for me but 
it could probably be much higher because I enjoy it a lot too. But that could be based on like season two being fire or whatever. But if they get into some fights for real, I was honestly like, surprised to see a gun at the end. Yeah, that almost threw me off. I was like, oh shit, like <laughs> weaponry, <laughs> like animals. And then you got to think like at least it was an animal. If I remember right, it was an animal that has hands that could maybe hold the gun it wasn't nothing ridiculous like an elephant holding it between it because that would have thrown the show off you know well they did a little because i noticed that like they manipulated some animals a little like nobody's walking on all fours for real yeah 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 like uh uh Lagoshi kinda does when he's like going into his like primal shit. But for the most part everybody's two feet. And yeah. Cause I was thinking I was like, what are they gonna do with the birds? And they are very mindful about the birds they decide to show. Yeah, yeah. And I peeped that and I thought that was smart. Cause it it's just like, oh, you're not some random tall ass like carrier pigeon. It's like, no, you're kinda already shaped like you could wear a t shirt. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. so we just kinda fill you out and give you a long neck. Like they, they finessed it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was smart, but like I feel like had it been an elephant with a gun <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'd have to hold it real stupid. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they didn't compromise the show too much. Like you're saying, like they finessed it. So it was believable that like Louis would fit this fucking three piece suit comfortably. <laughs> yeah. And be able to move and be expressive. Who's tailoring a shirt for a lion like that? Bro. <laughs> I'm saying. Oh man. Uh what were we let's see. Okay. So yeah. I didn't have much else to say about Future Diary. The other thing I wrote here, I watched the movie The Wind Rises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh The Wind Rises. I forget the year, but I believe it is another uh, Studio Ghibli film. And it's kind of, I'll get my few negative things out of the way. I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed another movie in the years around World War II. Like I was honestly like, it almost felt like a slap in the face. Like I feel like I've watched a lot of films lately and I'm like, dang it what is going on with this like early like 1930s and clouds and airplanes and i'm like how many how many of these movies are like somebody literally from like a low part of society and then there's planes that are like in the sky and the nigga wants to get in the sky and <laughs> there's like enemies in the sky and i was like come on why are these all like this like yeah. i was like not and I i didn't know what level of fantasy it was gonna have but uh, let me start from the beginning. The The movie's about a Japanese boy who wants to like create cool fighter planes. And he's, you know, mesmerized by technology and that sort of stuff. And it has like a lot of fantasy stuff going on in the beginning. And he ends up mm-hmm. dreaming about bumping into this French guy who was an engineer. And like a bunch of the French were coming to Japan and bring in their technology their you know technology because they gotta deal with the war and stuff but there's also some kind of peaceful cultural mingling which was really interesting to see because it's like you don't really get that side of it like french and japanese people just like learning each other's languages and just being around to eat their foods and some were getting along and just telling stories and 
I don't think I've seen this in any other movie, so I appreciated that. Because, mm-hmm. like, a lot of my World War II knowledge is from, you know, the American perspective or history or... Facts. Like, it, or, or, like, you don't really get any cute stories because you're learning it for, like, class about the larger scheme thing. There's not, like, you know, Japanese kids saved a French woman who wasn't feeling well on the train and this and that. And it's like, oh, yeah. You forget how human these things are, right? So I think they displayed that really well. Like, the art style and animation was a layup. Obviously, it's really good. Uh, mm-hmm. But something that <laughs> I was watching with my girl and we noticed that the sound effects were sounding kind of weird. And then we both were like realizing a lot of the audio is like made from somebody's mouth. <laughs> so like, what do you mean? So like the sound of a propeller in this movie sounded like a person going in a microphone like professionally like they weren't trying to be funny <laughs> with it but like it sounded like somebody's mouth versus like oh we went outside with the microphone and captured an actual like you know what they do in like movies and and mm-hmm. animated stuff like or video game like they we're gonna do sound design from like someone's mouth like yeah because you know how movies also use like objects for sound mm-hmm. sound design like that's like a normal thing like you know dropping a bag of glass so the glass breaks and we can get the sound of her crunching on you know that kind of weird stuff like yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't that it was somebody's mouth doing a lot of stuff like that's hilarious like the water dropping or like propellers like literally every propeller or like the wings sounding like rickety and stuff was like somebody eat er. <laughs> like, <laughs> somebody was in the mic like doing this stuff so like it was cool for some items, but for the most part, it was a jarring thing. It's like, nope, nope, nope. I've heard it and I can't unhear it. This is somebody all up in the microphone making noises. This is so like, this was a really bold, artistic, like who goes acapella on the sound effects? Like, like I'm pretty sure the wind blowing against the grass was somebody's mouth. Like, it's just like it was like, I'm gonna save you a fortune. <laughs> Don't even get a Foley guy. Just I got you. Just write a check and I got you. My cousin Mickey can really do some. <laughs> like, bro, what? But yeah, so while I'm talking about the sound design, uh, I we watched the dub. And like I was saying with the last movie I saw, they like pumped it full of like popular American actors. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, and honestly, I hope Jason Gordon-Levitt never gets a voice acting gig again. <laughs> like, he was horrible. Like he was the main character's voice, and he was really bad. Like really, really bad. I don't really care for famous people in voice acting. I don't need it. It doesn't do anything it, good it, for me. It's like or it's any rare that it's great. I just want the character to sound right. Yeah, I, I don't need like a is it? It's like a a hats off or like a homage or like a. But maybe since it's America, they want people to like see the DVD in the store and be like, oh, not only is it award winning, but Jason Gordon Levitt is in there. I know him. Or like, oh, this dude was in Star Wars. I'm gonna grab this DVD at Walmart. Like, no, like because yeah. if they're not doing a good job, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And then there was one character. There was supposed to be a German dude, and his voice was whack as hell. Like, I mean, a lot of our shows like do cheap, almost st- you know stereotypical accents and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. he he was trying, and it just like didn't feel right. I don't know. Like, but again, it was another one of those like 
they, and they always write their names in gold on the top of the DVDs. It's like, nah, bro. <laughs> Jason's like ruining this character because like the main character, he uh, he ends up becoming an engineer for like the uh, the Japanese fighter jets, and they want to like try to you know make the fastest plane possible, and they want to shit on the Americans' design and like get these planes going x amount of speed and like he was a really dope engineer and like a cool kid he wasn't like he wasn't like your super nervous kid who just don't know his place in the world he just he was just a cool dude and he had really cool plane ideas and they would show him and uh in whether it be in his dreams or like one of them he actually or a couple of them he actually was starting to build and that kind of stuff when he got the job and i think he was working for mitsubishi because at the time, you know, obviously 1930s Mitsubishi is like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> yeah. they, they didn't have the cars they have now. So I thought that was cool, like, uh, for them to talk about that. And it's actually based on somebody's life. There was a kid who became this plane engineer and had these fantasies. And, like, that's what the movie was based on. And That's cool. Uh, but, yeah, so it's really, it tries to sell itself as a first half, like, a story about his engineer path. And the second half tries to be a romance. And... I say second half because they he 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 meets the girl that he's gonna fall in love with like early, and they don't see each other again until they're older. And like her parasail flies in the wind, and he catches it from far away and brings it back to her. And he also works with her dad because he's a, a engineer that was also transported to Germany to to work on stuff. And like he meets, and then he wants his blessing to marry his daughter. Blah blah blah, that kind of thing. But I think where the romance story falls, they don't do enough to make me feel like they're in love. Because there's like mm. two cute scenes of them. Like the one where he gets her umbrella, the one where he makes a paper airplane and they're playing catch with it from two different parts of the hotel because they can't really kick it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like the very the first time they meet. Yeah. And then they just try to sell you on the fact that they're deeply in love because they met three times and they want to get married and then it's just like it's just like just what year to, was this from when was the movie made yeah early 2000s yeah they. i mean i feel like even now they don't really i feel like they just sprinkle that shit in there yeah it just didn't feel like enough they gave me three scenes of them supposedly being in love and then she gets tuberculosis and it just they deal with that and stuff but it's just like i feel like i didn't care about their I didn't feel their love enough for me to feel as bad about what was going on as I was supposed to I really started to like more of his story as an engineer and his passion for design and kind of how planes literally blowing up in the sky that they were drawing and they're like fuck back to the drawing board (laughs) like I was like this is way more interesting than him like trying to I don't know maybe I just I think I was in the right setting though. Like it just, I, I think I felt it was too rushed. I'm a big pacing guy, obviously, because I'm always talking about that shit. But if I had more time to feel them out, I think I would have appreciated it more. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I enjoyed the movie, but I just, yeah, I think I needed more time with them. But we try to squeeze it into that two-hour window. There's only so much you can do. But overall, interesting film. Yeah, I feel I feel like uh, that genre really just kind of stayed on shit too long. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of another show I used to I watched, uh, The Biggest Liar or something like that on Netflix. Uh, I'm not familiar. I don't think. 
I talked about it, but um, I'll, I'll bring it up next week. Uh, anything else we need to talk about on anime? No, as far as anime goes, the only other thing I did was actually start reading the football manga I was talking about that exists. How is it? I was like, fuck it. I got to see what it's about. Uh, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad so far. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I, I literally just like read several pages of the first book of it. But mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is my sport. Haikyuu was interesting enough to make me be interested in sports stuff. There's no, there's no show anywhere. Guess I got to read it. Let's get yeah. to it. So yeah, I I don't hate it. It's just this kid in school. He like barely passes entrance exams for high school, and then the football players are kind of uh, bullying him a little bit. And then I think eventually he gets on the team, and maybe he's like real tight. And they they kind of talk about like American football, uh, speed, strategy, something like they kind of like uh, get into. Or, or can you hear me? Yeah, no. All these emojis were popping up in a text thread. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Oh, okay. It's, it, yeah, it's fine. Uh, anyway, yeah, it just kind of talks about like their view on American football. Like, there's like an ad for joining the football team or something, and it's like not the way you would think of a football tryout poster would be in the U.S. Right? Like, if mm-hmm. for it, kids here want to play football, it's like football tryouts Monday, eight o'clock. Like. You know if you want to play or not. Like your mom's gonna sign you up for this little league travel team because you want to or because she thinks you'd like it. Like, but in Japan, this ad, this like in the manga is like trying to sell like a car. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> or no, it's trying to sell like a like a a war post rashes war propaganda. It's like football. We want you, like harder, better, faster, stronger. <laughs> like, mm. I mean, like, yeah, I guess niggas ain't playing football like that. Yeah, that's more, the one thing I was curious about because I was like, it's not a. I mean, football is a pretty much of an American sport. Like, yeah, it exists in other really places, but fucking nah. around with it. Because I even met a Canadian dude one time who somehow he played football in high school. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I, like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I know, I know it don't mean as much to you as it does here. Like, this shit is a even at the high school level, it's a fucking phenomenon in the U.S. Like, yeah, especially, especially like people's whole states. lives are yeah, especially Texas and stuff. Like, that's that's do or die. Like, that shit is serious. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in Indiana too. Like we're smaller, but yeah, that shit means something. But anyway, I just, I think that's what's drawing me right now is like, I'm gonna get a Japanese perspective on football. Uh, Ice Shield Twenty One. You you told me that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna start reading that because there's no other way to ingest it, and it'll be really lit if I like it, and then it randomly gets a a show later. And I kind of had that thought too. I was it. like, what if I like it enough to like modernize? how a football anime would be. I don't know who I would talk to to put it together, but that would be hard. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Or read it. Because I've been wanting to read something, and I feel like that's different enough. Yeah, I've been reading Promised Neverland and then Ice Shield 21, and I might pick one more that's like lesser known or something. Ice Shield 21 is probably not even that well known. I just used to see it on the shelf as library and avoid it. But Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, I think I gave you the link to you did my manga site so yeah i just have some tabs open been reading those and i feel you like i kind of want to read more too Mm want to have a couple on rotation i'm debating on reading bleach because that's the way i ingested it faster as a kid i used to read it a lot but for some reason i cannot watch it i don't know why 
I don't know. I was not a weeb at all. <laughs> I swear I wasn't. I mean, I just, yeah. But I think nah. that's the beauty of you liking shit now is like you're able <laughs> to like, you, you had enough from growing up that you were interested enough to give Future Diary a try or like yeah. B-Stars is something you love or Nino Cooney was meh. But it's, it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's cool that your fanhood is growing and you're like checking shit out because you could be off this shit in general. Speaking of, mm-hmm. I really need you to watch uh, Dragon Ball Super because it, it's so different from Dragon Ball Z. It's on my to watch list. There's only five or six things and it's on there. I just have this weird thing where I want to watch some of the movies again before I get oh, into Oh, they start from sale. Like, I was like, what? Is it canon? Is super canon? I, I don't know. I just know I turned on episode one and I expected to miss a bunch of shit. But you were on? And they're, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, sale, Majin Buu. We're back. <laughs> uh, I don't have a whole lot going on today. Like, I'm going to start some chili and then actually hopefully play Ghost with you. We can use yes. that as a weak transition to gaming. Um, <laughs> I think today would be a good day to check out super i don't have a whole lot going on like notre dame's probably playing right now so yeah i might just start my chili and maybe actually give super the try i actually made chili this week too i've never done it before i really oh yeah. god like i obviously have eaten homemade chili and people have cooked with me or or not with because like, I, I literally have not even helped but I don't think it'll be hard. It's not <laughs> yeah. hard. Like I've made a lot of soups and stuff. I just haven't. And you made can cook shitty. now. The first time I made it, it was very shitty. But I was in high school and I never cooked before. Yeah, I, I as have... a motherfucker who's cooked something and understand. Oh yeah, you'd probably be fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I have a lot of kitchen know how in general now. Like you're saying, if I was 16 trying to do it, it would have been a mess, <laughs> or just not as good as it could be. But yeah. uh, back to Ghost of Tsushima, which I hope to play with you this week i know we planned on trying to squeeze a game in and couldn't get it uh you played anything this week or enjoyed that more or any cool Um, stories i've been on the story mode of ghost and it's been pretty fun Mm. uh and i also have been running up on apex like i like this new season um I didn't think anything was going to take my attention away from Ghost, mm-hmm. especially with the added uh, Legends mode. Right. But it took a while to get back used to Legends mode after playing Apex for like a week. I was like, huh. It feels more disjointed because the first couple of times you play Legends, it just feels like chaos. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get the hang of it. Um, but Apex, I mean, even though with the new, like, like arena and shit, it's sometimes chaos because everybody can see you and you really can't hide. Um, it still feels fun. And I feel like everybody's just on there. I don't know what niggas is on. Actually, somebody was posting about it on Facebook and they were saying that the new PS5 is, um, really smooth. Mm. The controllers are really good. Mm. He was like, it's a really big unfair advantage. Um, he was like, I don't know how you niggas is going to keep up. Damn. <laughs> With me playing on a PS5, he was like, this is not the same at all. And I was like, okay, because I was watching some niggas, and I was playing, like, I remember I died, and my teammate was just, like, doing some gladiator shit. 
<laughs> I was like, yo, like I've played with good niggas, but this is just different. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, no. He was like, it's not the same. Because like this advantage is unreal. I've heard so many good things about this new controller, man. I want my hands on it. I saw yeah, it, I saw it at Target too, and, and I was like, sad. Uh. It was just staring me in the eye. I was like, wow, this is really happening. Like, <laughs> this is really a fifth PlayStation. It's so funny because I was so pressed. And then I was just like, hmm, I'm, I really like the games I have. Like, uh, is it really overheating? Or is that fake? No. All the, all the, <laughs> the first was the X, they said the Xbox was uh, steaming. <laughs> but uh, did you see that video? I seen people talking about it. Or oh my they God. They vapor on the, it or something. The, <laughs> they just had the vape close enough on the bottom and the steam yeah. comes up from the top. They're like, Xbox, what is this? <laughs> oh man. I've seen so many good edits and just comedy videos already and. It's such an interesting time, man. This is not, I mean, this TikTok slash Twitter slash quarantine era for like comedy in general is just wild. But then for this week of PlayStation release is just, and the Xbox, this is so, so funny. Like, (laughs) this is just not like any other time. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I primarily did Apex um, and some more to story mode and... I wanted to say this, uh, Khan is jiggy as fuck. Kotal Khan? Yeah, that nigga's fresh as hell. Yeah, I need <laughs> I need that all go fit. <laughs> oh no, nah, he went crazy with the fur. <laughs> yeah, that that that's one icy ass nigga. I don't want nothing to do with that sword fight at the end, bro. I'll be thinking about that. Shit. I'm like, I don't want to fight this nigga. I really don't. That's a, <laughs> don't that's a, that's that a broad <laughs> sword. Yeah. I bet he don't even take arrow damage. You probably shoot it. He just, ah. <laughs> he probably yeah. just, nah, there's there's not going to be no. Damn. I, 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 yeah, I want to see what it looks like, too. Because if the if the side mission fight was so cool with the crows, you're going to fight him and some, I don't know. Yeah. And fuck the straw hats. Um, <laughs> Bruh. And, like, I don't know. Have you ran into them? After like, they yeah. switch sides? No. I ran into them. I was leaving from like the castle and I ran into them. And them niggas can fucking fight. And it pisses me off because they killed me twice. I'm not surprised. I'm like, you bitch ass niggas. No, I, I, I wouldn't, man. I mean, the Ronin, yeah. when you think about it, any movie or whatever you've seen, it's like, yeah, you don't, you don't be fucking around with no Ronin, bro. If they're willing to just <laughs> be on like their mercenary shit, bro, yeah, they have to be real. <laughs> so. Yeah, I have yet to kill these niggas. I will, I've killed like most of them and then like the last one. Do they roll Fuck. in pa- packs or is it literally that, Yeah, it'd be that like group? four of them. Okay. And they'd be like, there he is. And then just start squabbing for real. <laughs> Man. Fucking traitors. And the first time I seen them, I didn't even think it was like I was going to have to fight. So it threw me. And then the second time, I was like even more pissed because I realized what was happening. In my head, I just pictured a whole video. You know that song, Looking for Trouble? <laughs> the J. Cole song? Yeah, I just picture you rolling with the <laughs> with Jen, and then it's like, oh man, we just found out these niggas switch sides. Then <laughs> the song starts playing. Oh man. yeah, man, I ain't gonna lie, I contemplated riding around looking for them niggas because I was so pissed that they beat me. Like after the second time, I that's was how like, that nah. should have you feel. Like that shit, <laughs> man. R- run up again. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, do they do a standoff or was it an option? I don't remember. 
don't remember. Because I feel like they would Because I was a, on horse. I feel like they would be a... I mean, I think it still pops up the option to, like, press stand. No, it, it but does, but... Stand off, I, but... I was in a jumping off the horse type of mood. Because every now and again, if you do it right, you can still, like, jump off the horse and assassinate. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so we don't overdo our ghost chat as usual, I mean, it's an incredible game, but I kind of want to flip over a little bit and kind of ask you what games you might be anticipating in the PS5 era or what games you want to check out while you're staying on PS4, because I also second your sentiment there of like, the PS5 is dope and I can't wait, but I'm also in no rush to grab one because my backlog is ridiculous. Like the games that I have that I need to finish or like have enough interest to finish. Like it's at least 10 games. Um, I will realistically try to play. So I don't know if there's something you're excited for. Or there's something you're curious about or a genre uh, last that you want to check out. Mm-hmm. Last of us two for sure. Um, yep, I, I know saw, we're I getting off a of ghost, but one thing I think I like is ghost an adventure game. It's a, yeah, of- it's an action adventure okay. game. Yeah. I, I, I think I like those. Um, yeah, because uh, you kind of like figure out the puzzle, like move around obstacles, fight some niggas. Like I like that. Um, one thing I do like is that like jumping's not that difficult. Because mm-hmm. I, I like there was room where they could have made it difficult. Um, but I don't mind it in other games. So I think Last of Us Two for sure. Um, and Call of Duty because I've seen somebody playing this week, and I was like, fuck, this looks good. Like Apex is cool. And the more I play it, the more I see how it's kind of adjacent to, like, um, what's the shit that all the kids play? Fortnite? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Like, I don't mind it. But something about the graphics on Call of Duty just looked hard as hell. No, I think what we all like about that universe is, like, if you do like the campaign, it feels grounded and sometimes creepy and intense. Like, you mm-hmm. get into these gun battles and, like, the guns have, like, that that heaviness to them, that realness to them, like the enemies are serious. It's like your traversal is determined by more grounded concepts mm-hmm. and the colors are muted and that's kind of cool. But yeah, Apex is cartoony and you can jump off shit and you're pulling up on these tridents and doing like there's a there's a space for that, but Call of Duty is no fluke. Like there's something about the realness of the feel of everything that really works. So I think I think you'd have fun playing some COD for sure. And then do you think that you need a story as deep as Uncharted? Well, I guess Uncharted is not super deep, but a deep story like Ghost, do you feel like that's the type of action adventure you need? Or do you feel like you still could enjoy some shit that's like way more simple? I think I can enjoy some shit that's way more simple, Mm -hmm. but it carries a little more. Like I, and to be honest, I don't know if Ghost has more story than Uncharted, or if the stories are longer, but I've fallen asleep playing Uncharted. Because mm. it's like, they're getting into this story that I give no fuck about. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you can't skip it, which is whatever. But then it's just like, bro, this shit's like three, four minutes. Of talking. Fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think you know when you're I mean? on the fourth part of a series and you want to wrap up somebody's story as well as bring a new experience, like it's tough to balance. Hey, Drake is dealing with husband issues and he's got a grenade in his back. And <laughs> it's like he's actually murdered a lot of people and he's exhausted. And he like it's just like 
there's a lot to talk about and you care more if you're someone like me who's played three other games that talk about Drake's life but if you just want to have a good explorer game it's like bruh why do I have to have it attached to these people that I only care so much about or know so much about yeah yeah so if it's fun I don't think I care but if it's gonna be talking to me for three minutes at a time yeah it needs to be as good as Ghost that's fair yeah cause I could watch Ghost like if yeah I will watch it like the movie the sequential order like that's just pretty interesting <laughs> funny enough one of the games I'm like it's kind of on my list to still try, but also I'm debating if I just want to watch it on YouTube is death stranding. Like I, there's something really cinematic about it, which is dope. But the gameplay is like you walking around carrying some shit. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I don't know how much I want to do that for 15 hours or whatever, or 20 hours. But the story seems wild. Cause it's post apocalyptic. There's these things that are in another universe. that kind of like, dip into our plane of existence and grab people and shit and then no one knows what the fuck is going on like the president is still a thing like this dude's carrying this baby in a glass jar around like I want to know what the fuck is going on <laughs> like, yeah. but do I want to play that game where I'm mostly walking around like not really so <laughs> yeah I don't know I do still want to play Detroit I got that downloaded sitting there yeah it's just so much to still play yeah um and if they're gonna be giving shit away for free, I'm I'm fine. At two, least until next year. Two games a month, like, and I already yeah. have so many of them. And some are like PS2 classics that I just never got to, like Shadow of the Colossus. I'm like, come on, like I've got to play other shit. <laughs> oh man, I forgot to ask you about something earlier. Actually, what was it? Uh, there was an interesting quote in The Wind Rises. Like the kid was talking to the French engineer that he met in his dreams Mm -hmm. and he said something about engineers and artists have a 10 year prime so use your 10 10 years wisely or some shit like that and I was like is this a quote people know is this something from this movie is this do people find this true even a little bit I was so interested he said engineers and artists have like a 10 year peak kind of thing that makes sense yeah, I just find it really interesting. I was like, huh, I wonder how Quan feels about if he's even on the beginning of his best 10 years or if he feels it coming or he even feels that's a probably a true concept. Unfortunately, I feel like I'm in year six. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Or I'm in year two. I'm either in year six or year two. Ah, okay. Yeah, I, I, can, see, I can see why you feel that. Yeah, Because <laughs> it's like if I'm in year six... I wasted a lot of creative time. I guess you can't say wasted, but I, I spent a lot of creative time like honing my craft. But if I'm in year two, I'm just now putting the pieces together. Mm-hmm. So I, I would rather be in year two. <laughs> uh, Shoot. Yeah. Ain't that right? <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm in year six, I feel like I'm fine with that too. Cause it's, these next years about to be lit. Uh, I feel I have the confidence and stuff. Um, and then I also think it all depends. Cause I feel like with film, like I haven't even touched it for real. Yeah. So I don't know if they're saying like putting the work in or whatever, but I, I, I feel that. Um, and I've actually been thinking about that a lot. Cause Donald Glover says, you know, things are better when there's a death clause. And I always kind of hate it. The Quentin Tarantino said, I'm oh, only going to do 10. 
the Quentin Tarantino said, I'm only going to do 10 films because it's like you, that's all you have in you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? But as a maybe, I don't know. Yeah, no, I just thought it was interesting. I wanted to ask you about that. Just It just felt placed so casually, but I feel like it was such a salient quote. What does that word mean? That's like the third time you said it. Uh, important, something that grabs you. Key, I don't know. That's that's where I, <laughs> that's where I, that's where I, I kind of use it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's loosely what it means. But I like it. <laughs> I used to hear it a lot <laughs> in college or read it a lot. Mm, yeah, most notable of importance. Yeah, chief, primary, major. Yeah. Um, anything else you kind of want to get to uh i feel pretty good about everything Mm -hmm. um nah i feel good okay cool 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 uh i'll just give light suggestions for outside things that i actually kind of enjoy Mm -hmm. um lovecraft country was super good i know people tweet about it? it a lot and no, I had one episode to go. I think. Oh no, two. I think. I think I watched nine of them straight while doing laundry one day, and it was just. It just does a cross of sci-fi, the horror, and like <laughs> the black experience in a way that I've never really had presented. And I I do get kind of weary of like black trauma now. Like I'm very like I literally avoid some movies. I just can't stomach some stuff. Whether it's like a based on a true story or if it's even if it's just loose fiction i'm like ugh, i can't right now but this one if you aren't necessarily worn out in that way like it's super good it's creepy and a lot of good fantasy stuff and sci-fi stuff that blends really well um with some actual like what historical fiction is it yeah historical fiction so about very specific events, I should say, and like mm-hmm. caricatures or whatever. So it's it's really good. And then another show, I actually watched a little bit of um, Midnight Gospel on mm-hmm. Netflix. Have you seen that cartoon at all? Mm-mm. Oh, I've been meaning to watch that now. Yeah, it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, imagine parts of our podcast where we're kind of like talking about like life shit. But there just happens to be a cartoon surrounding the conversation. Like metaphysics type of shit, right? Like no? it's no I mean the first couple episodes they're talking about like reincarnation, forgiveness, uh Okay, so yeah, maybe that's why I thought it was like that. They just yeah, they they talk about like like the first episode he interviews this dude who's like his 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 thoughts on drugs and the war on drugs and like what drugs do to us and uh this society and shit and then there's one episode he's talking to this lady about the concept of forgiveness and how meditation is helpful and blah 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 blah. but like they're having these podcast style conversations and you can low-key like hear the this style of microphone kind of on some people Mm -hmm. but there's like all kind of crazy shit going around the interview like the first episode the main character and the president are like shooting zombies and the president is just like, yo, yeah, yeah, I used to meditate. And he's like lining up the sniper to like kill a zombie. And then like, like they go from the podcast to the cartoon back and forth, like seamlessly and like crazy shit's happening. Like 
Like the the people like acknowledge the cartoon universe and then jump back. Like, oh, sorry to interrupt you. What were you saying? Yeah. So uh, when I would meditate and da 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 da, and it's like they like got turned into like jelly in this conveyor belt and all. I guess there's all this weird shit going on. And, like, the main character jumps into these universes. They're, like, different versions of Earth. He jumps into them for to interview people to, like, learn something about the world. And then, mm. he, always, and then he always brings something back with him. And it's usually a pair of shoes and something else. Like, <laughs> he, like, always gets some shoes, goes to the universe, interviews somebody, and then gets the fuck out when he's about to either die or he's just, like, hurt enough. He'd be like, oh, fuck. What's going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is way too many zombies. I'm out. And like it'll be like then like I don't know it's really I've never seen a show like this like the conversations are really stimulating, but the cartoon is just insane in the background. But yeah. then they don't really explain it to you in the beginning. It's just like boom, and it's like oh I get it. This is like actual podcast conversations somewhere I think because they're like jumping back and forth between the conversations and the world. Like I've never seen no shit like this. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it. I guess I didn't know the premise, and I just felt like, and maybe it was just one conversation. I just always felt like it was going to be really heavy. I feel like it could be. Luckily, I was calm and cuddled up and sober. But I feel like I was like, man, if I like smoke or like was drinking or something and was watching this, I feel like I would get way sucked into the convo and just be just because yeah, the cartoons like very trippy, like <laughs> the way they like to draw like psychedelic trips and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the conversations are pretty good. Like they're just, I mean, the last thing I saw, they like, were talking about like how mortality can be like a good thing. If like this lady was talking about a quote from cancer patients who like know when they're about to die and that there's something freeing about knowing that and blah, 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 blah. But like, <laughs> she's like this like zombie slayer with a rose in her mouth and a sword and like cutting shit up. But she's having this conversation mid fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she'll jump back into the cartoon of like, oop, didn't mean to cut your leg off. Like, and then anyway, as I was saying, and then jump back into like talking about mortality and stuff. So yeah, that's that's kind of the show. Like literally every episode, the dude picks a version of Earth to jump into, and then he jumps out at the end of the convo, and it's pretty funny. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, that's all I really had for my categories. I think we should finally hop on some game today once i get this food going actually play some uh apex and uh ghosts would be really fun want to build up my legend but thank you everybody i think that wraps up this week hit us on our socials rate us five stars on apple podcasts we love y'all stay safe and always we do this for the blurs